Welcome to the Top Nonprofits Podcast, the place where modern nonprofiteers gather to learn from best nonprofit leaders and organizations. Tammy Zonker has been twice named to the top 25 American fundraising experts. Um, she has been awarded Campaign of the Year with Heal Children, Heal, Heal Detroit, and twice named to a list of um, the 40 most effective fundraising consultants. So we're really excited to have you here um, on the, you know, heading up to the AFP New Jersey's Conference on Philanthropy. Thank you, Amy. I'm so excited to be here and even more excited to be heading to New Jersey in a few weeks. I know. We're so excited to have you coming. Tammy is the president and founder of Fundraising Transformed, which is an amazing training company um, that offers, well, I'll let you explain more about it, but is there to help share expertise on fundraising and make all of us better fundraisers. Um, so very excited to see you coming to New Jersey, to our uh, my neck of the woods. And um, that's a great group. I can tell you if you haven't met them before, the great folks at AFP, it's a very engaged chapter there of um, fundraising professionals. Um, I guess you could say that when it comes to fundraising, clearly, you know what you're talking about. Um, Tammy, I would love to hear a story, and I'm sure you have many. Just a shining moment in your, your career in terms of in fundraising. I have been really fortunate to be involved with some extraordinary philanthropists and representing some amazing organizations. And I'm sure every listener has their favorite story or their kind of their library of favorite stories, right? Mm -hmm. So probably the one that was the most um, phenomenal for me uh, was when I was working with the United Way here in Detroit. I was mm-hmm. on contract as their senior director of corporate relations, and they really brought me in uh, on a two-and-a-half-year contract to help t- transition their workplace fundraising from transactional to relational and mm-hmm. from the donor experience being one of obligation to one of inspiration through storytelling and creating donor engagement experiences. And so um, out of that, there was um, an opportunity to, uh, you know, launch the United Way Workplace Giving Campaign one fall. Uh, and actually we, actually, we start that process in about June. And at our United Way, it, it always started with, the CEO visit, which is where a member of our campaign cabinet makes a call on a CEO in town and sets mm-hmm. up a time for us to come out uh, with the volunteer and talk about what we want to achieve with the year-end campaign inside their company. Long-standing tradition. So one of our, our – actually, it was the campaign chair, uh, campaign chair Jeff Bergeron, who was the uh, managing partner of Ernst & Young here in Detroit at the time. He made a call on a gentleman named Mark Royce, who was the uh, North American president of General Motors. Mm-hmm. And although Mark has been with GM for many, many years, he was new to this role. 
And this was, uh, goodness, this was like June of 2010. So think about the economy in 2010. Right. And not, not very not, cheery, not rosy, <laughs> not rosy at all. Um, you and I had spoken earlier that, you know, Detroit had really gone through the bottom of the bottom. Our population had gone from 3 million people to about just under a million people over the course of about three or four years. Unemployment at the time was 30%. Oh, and, gosh. yeah, and general, both General Motors and Chrysler were in bankruptcy and had taken that government bailout. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's an amazing time to be a fundraiser, I'll tell you. Um, so we made the call. It was Jeff, the campaign chair manager, a uh, campaign chair, rather, myself as the director of corporate engagement, and um, the CEO of United Way, Michael Brennan. So we made this visit on this new president of General Motors, and he's a very gracious, amazing leader. We came in, we sat down in his private conference room, and he said, let's, you know, let's really get down to it. We know that you um, would like us to run a campaign, and I tell you what, we're going to do the very best we can, but we've laid off thousands and thousands of employees. We're currently in bankruptcy, so we're not in a position to give you a corporate gift. Um, but we will, really will give it our best. Um, is there anything else? I mean, he wasn't quite that short. He's <laughs> right. a, a very warm person, but he had a lot of work to do. So, um, so you're feeling very that, optimistic at this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh. So our CEO said, well, thank you for your longtime support of United Way. We're actually not here to talk about the gift, uh, getting mm-hmm. a gift. We're not here to talk about money. We're here to talk about our work. You see, because a very, very courageous board, along with Michael Brennan's vision, they had set a, a Jim Collins, good to great, uh, big, hairy, audacious goal to mm-hmm. make Detroit a top five city to live and work by the year 2030. And in the face of some of the stats I showed you, you know how incredibly mm-hmm. audacious that really was. So right. uh, we piqued Mark's interest. He said, oh, really, and how do you plan to do that? We talked him through four strategic initiatives, one around turning around high school graduation rates, improving early childhood education, improving access to healthy food for families, um, and helping families move into a positive net worth by actually opening bank accounts versus cashing their Mm -hmm. checks at the corner liquor store and doing Mm -hmm. financial education and job skill building. So the, the one ask coming out of that meeting was, come to our offices, get a little closer to our work. So he said, okay, I will. And so within a few weeks, he came to our offices, and we wanted to take him through a tour experience. Now, you know how United Ways work. We really don't have a lot to show in the office because the work is happening out in the community, largely through partners. Mm-hmm. So uh, we orchestrated a, an experience where – Mark arrived, he went directly to our 211 help desk, signed a confidentiality agreement, strapped on the earphones, and sat next to the call handler at our 211 help desk. So 
Wow. That helped, yeah, that helped us takes over 400,000 calls a year for basic need support. And so he was having that, that experience of hearing, and in this case it was a gentleman, an elderly gentleman on a fixed income who for the last three years has had to choose between his rent and his prescriptions. And he came home and he was mm-hmm. locked out, evicted. Um, we then went into a conference room and we did a deep dive on the work, the high school turnaround work, the early childhood education work. The one ask coming out of that meeting was come tour one of our turnaround schools where we've mm-hmm. been on this track to increase graduation rates from less than 50% in some cases um, within the five pilot schools, 30, as low as 39% graduation rate with a goal of turning that around to 80% or greater. And we were tracking for uh, about 76% at the time, only three years into these pilots. And he said, okay, I'll come to your school, but I want to see a proposal for what it would take to turn around five more schools and scale your pilot. So within a few weeks, wow. it, was, it was actually mid-September, he came to the school. We toured. Uh, he sat in some classrooms. Um, we sat down with principals who they shared their personal stories of why they're doing this work and giving students their personal cell phones and saying, call me day or night, whatever you need. We had three students tell their stories. So this whole experience, not a dry eye in the room. And then I had the privilege uh, to walk him through this proposal for turning around five more high schools and uh, opening five early learning communities in those same uh, communities because it's not enough to stop the hemorrhaging of high school dropouts we have to get to the root cause, which is that kids mm-hmm. are set up for failure when they show up to kindergarten, not meeting ready-to-learn standards, compounded mm-hmm. by the fact that they live in poverty. Um, and so then, of course, our CEO popped the question. He said, we're asking you to make a $27.1 million investment in our work to turn around five more high schools and invest in early childhood education. And then there was silence. You know the silence as he considers the request. Mm -hmm. And then he said, let's do it. I have no idea how we're going to do it, but let's do it. And then there was more silence because we had never rehearsed what to say if he said yes. (laughs) Um, Okay, then. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Exactly. And so that's what I said. Thank you. Like, this is a day we will never forget. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So um, November 17th of that year, GM went back on the New York Stock Exchange, pulled out of bankruptcy. December 10th, we held a press conference where Mark and one of the students who especially touched his heart uh, announced this gift, and it was actually fulfilled then through the GM Foundation. So that's probably the most extraordinary experience I've had as a fundraiser. And and I learned so much from it about the power of volunteer leadership, and having a big vision and just, you know, looking for strategic. I really do attribute it to three things. A, a big vision. And think about the courage it took for our CEO and the board to declare such a big vision in the, in the face of the current economy. Mm-hmm. Um, num- number two was volunteer leadership. Jeff, the, the campaign chair, was with us at every single meeting. As busy as he was, he was mm-hmm. at every one of those visits. And then, mm-hmm. to your point, three, really 
engaging the donor in a, an authentic experience. I believe that gone are the days where we roll out the red carpet and put on the white gloves for our donors to come visit with us. They want to feel something. They want to know that they're, they're needed. Right. And if it's, right. if it's all clean and tidy, then why do you need me for? When you're engaging an individual inside a company, we helped him make a case and connect the dots between high school turnaround and workforce yep. development. You know, this was a time when late night talk shows were making jokes about GM, calling them government mm-hmm. motors. And so a way mm-hmm. for them to give back and maybe begin to grow consumer affinity again when we were mm-hmm. all, you know, much of the country was so angry with, with them. Um, mm-hmm. it, it made good business sense. It made, it made good moral sense, the moral imperative of not letting children right. fall off the end. It just made sense all the way around, and I guess that's what a good case for support does. The approach is completely scalable. And let's say that, you know, for some organization who doesn't have a world headquarters in their community, let's say it results in a $2 million gift or a $200,000 gift or a $20,000 gift. That's still a huge win for most of us. Thank you, Tammy. My pleasure, and I can't wait to meet all the people in your chapter at your 36th annual conference. And um, we will see you there. So thank you. Thank you. See you there. That's it for today. See you soon. In the meantime, check out all of the other great resources we offer at topnonprofits.com. 